Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. All right, Inspiring People and Places, we are back. We're taking a hiatus from our typical interviews and we're going to do a solo podcast today uh hopefully it brings you some value value maybe causes you to reflect so we'll jump in i just returned from a trip to the super bowl i am still uh getting my voice back i am still in a state of mourning losing the game i am a very vocal eagles fan you probably know that already i lost a bet to our producer erica Uh, she is a chiefs fan I do not have to cheer for the Chiefs, but I do have to do some work for her. But in, in all honesty, congratulations to the Chiefs. Awesome game. Uh, and I will stick to the Philadelphia Eagles organization line, which is the Chiefs won the game. The emotional response of a lot of the fans, uh, including me, is you know, there's, there's all those little moments that can go one way or the other. And it, it felt, as it always does when you lose, that maybe those, those little things went the other way. But we are going to talk about life and leadership lessons from the Super Bowl. I'm going to start out with two quotes, two of my favorite quotes. The first is by Douglas MacArthur, upon the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that upon other fields on other days will bear the fruits of victory. Uh, and that was MacArthur's opinion of athletics. Everybody at West Point, plea beer, you have to memorize that quote. And it is Mar- MacArthur's opinion of athletics and, and how every cadet should be an athlete. So I'll say it again. Upon the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that upon other fields on other days will bear the fruits of victory. And I think when we make it intentional, sport is a co-curricular activity. Uh, as some of you may know, we have a foundation called the Friendly Strife Foundation, uh, which is focused on you know two primary things. Uh, leadership character development through youth sports and serving our veteran community, uh, mainly with mental health and, and transition, you know, uh, job transition type support. So love that quote. And I think uh, it, it's a worthy to reflect on, on this experience from a, from a leadership uh, vantage point. Uh, the second is by Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt and it is, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know, neither know victory nor defeat. Two, two kind of topics, failure, success. Uh, I'm looking at two posters on my wall from One of our employees, Ashley Brown, shout out to Ashley. Failure, a temporary state where the most valuable lessons are learned. And success, the predictable result of hard work, patience, sacrifice, and learning put into practice every day. Uh, So I think that's the other beautiful thing about 
sport is it has a scoreboard. There is a winner and a loser. And, and we'll talk about losing. Um, you know, the quote talks about failure. We'll talk about losing. Jalen Hurts aptly put it as you don't, you know, it's not win or lose, it's win or learn. Uh, and I think that we've all heard and all feel that you, you learn a lot more from your failures or your shortcomings than you do from uh, your wins. So we're going to reflect on that a little bit. First, I'll start out by saying it was an awesome time. If you ever have the opportunity to go, go. I, I hope it's not a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I hope the Eagles get back there. I, I, a lot of people say it's worth going to if it's not your team. I, I guess that's true, but I would have a hard time going back if it's not my team playing. Uh, you're certainly probably enjoying it a lot less emotionally, uh, the highs and lows. So I guess there's that. I was trying to figure out how to categorize the lessons learned and what better way than, than a little bit of uh, selfish marketing about our core values. So our core values are teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Extreme ownership, intentional creativity and curiosity, white glove customer service, and fun. I'll just run through those uh, a little bit to keep myself on track. Teamwork. Uh, football is the ultimate team sport. I guess it doesn't take a lot to, to, to talk through that, but I want to talk about building a Super Bowl team uh, and what it takes to get there. You have to, you have to win a lot to get into the playoffs. You have to win through the playoffs and, and then you get you know, the shot at, at the title. I talked to two friends uh, that are in, in the NFL, in the coaching ranks, and both of them have been in the, the NFL for uh, 115-118 years. Both, this was their first Super Bowl appearance. So 15 years or 18 years in the NFL trying to get to the Super Bowl, neither of one of them had made it past the first round of the playoffs. So that's how rare this is, right? It, how rare it is to, to play in the NFL or to coach in the NFL all of the time that's, that's committed to, to that craft and that sport to make it to that level. And then not, not too many people get to experience that. So teamwork what goes into that team? What goes into building that team? What goes into building that culture? I think there's a ton of lessons learned. And, and the one that I want to really highlight is leadership. And it's leadership at all levels, but it's the teamwork of those leaders and them all playing their roles as leaders. So sometimes we get caught up in the leader is the head of the organization. And certainly the head of the organization is a leader, but I want to focus in on you. You have responsibilities to lead wherever you're at. There's team captains. There's offensive defensive leaders. There's the quarterback. There's the head coach. And then there's the offensive and defensive coordinator. There's the CEO, in, in the Eagles case, CEO and owner, Jeffrey Lurie. But then under him is a president, Don Smolensky, I think, uh, if I got that name right. And then executive vice president, general manager, head of player personnel, Howie Roseman. All of those people have to take a leadership role to build this team. And then the head coach has to go take that team uh, through the season, build the culture, create the camaraderie, and, and go out there and execute. So Jalen Hurts, unbelievable leader at quarterback. Nick Sirianni, uh, I think he's just become world famous, a character that's been, you know, newsworthy for his emotion on the field and, and was highlighted in the Star Spangled Banner. So, 
salute to him for his level of emotion and passion for the game and and I think for the experience. Then you have Howie Roseman, who really in the offseason and, and over the last, you know, two, three years has proven himself was was nominated or was was awarded executive of the year from the NFL for those moves and building this this team. And then you have Jeffrey Lurie, who had to hire all of those leaders, had to enable all of those leaders, had to fund and invest in all of those leaders in the organization to put them in that position. So that's the off the field teamwork makes the dream work. Then on the field, you have Jason Kelsey at center. Um, shout out to him. Unbelievable personality here in Philadelphia. Him and his brother, Travis Kelsey, was a big story. His his parents were highlighted all week. Check out their episode. I'll put it in the show notes. They have a podcast also called New Heights. Uh, they just did a Super Bowl debrief. Pretty good. Entertaining. Sponsored by Fireball. Maybe we'll get Fireball to sponsor us at some point in time. So you have Jason Kelsey. You have... And I'm, I'm going to stick to the Eagles. I don't know the Chiefs as well, so I'm, I'm not even going to try to try to understand. You, know, you got Patrick Mahomes, obviously, and Travis Kelsey. I'll, I'll leave it there. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I missed Lane Johnson on the on the offensive side. Defensive side of the ball, you've got Brandon Garam, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, and then not to be forgotten, special teams, you've got Jake Elliott. So you've got those leaders in those positions playing technical roles, playing emotional uh, leaders on either side of the ball. Uh, and then obviously you have the individual players uh, that go into that. So I think it's a beautiful display of Teamwork makes the dream work, and I'm going to jump to extreme ownership, and oftentimes new employees at MCFA are like, teamwork sounds team, and extreme ownership sounds like I'm responsible for everything, and I think that's a great tension because extreme ownership does mean you're responsible for everything that you individually are responsible for. So it's the leader's job to put everybody in the right place, leader's job to assign that those uh, individuals, their roles, but then it's those individuals' job to execute their roles. So players have to own their position. Coaches have to own their position. And it takes everyone doing a great job to, to have a high-performing team. And the big highlight I want to I hit here is in an extreme ownership case, you focus on what could I do better? What was my responsibilities and how could I have performed better? It's not about blaming others. It's not about pointing fingers. It's about extreme ownership. Uh, and I think when we take an extreme ownership, we take responsibility. We look at failure as, you know, the, like I said earlier, a temporary state where the most valuable lessons are learned. We become, uh, we, we grow, we learn, uh, we expand. That's extreme ownership. Next one, I'll probably stretch a little bit here is intentional creativity and curiosity. I talk about blue ocean strategies. It's a book um, versus fighting in the red ocean. When you're preparing for the Super Bowl, you've got two teams that have two weeks to prepare. I think most of them do it in the first week because they've got uh, there's so much going on the second week. But you know, both of these these uh, coaches are uh, Nick Sirianni. I think was quoted as three and zero at head coach coming out of a bye week. I think Andy Reid is something like twelve and two coming out of a bye week. So. When they have the time to prepare, they are high caliber competitors. So you've got to get very creative 
in your preparation. You have to throw new things at the opponent that they're not prepared for. And I think, you know, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Kansas City did a better job at this. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of coverage on this, this jet sweep that basically made our defense bite. And that's why you saw uh, three or four plays where Kansas City was completely wide open. It's the biggest stage of everybody's career. Everybody knows everybody reasonably well. You've got to, you've got to find ways to be creative, be different. You know, this was a shootout, and it, it required that level of uh, creativity. White glove customer service. How do I, how do I convert that to the field? I'll, st- I'll start with. I think it's just good sportsmanship. It's treating the other team as individuals, as relationships, as competitors. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, not not blaming the refs, not blaming the field, but truly being congratulatory to the other team. Again, I'll bring up the Kelsey brothers. I mean, no greater display of of that love for each other than those brothers and and Jason Kelsey giving a Travis a hug at the end of the game and telling him to go celebrate. So that's probably a stretch on White Glove customer service, but I, I will go to the unsung heroes of these events. So we're in the engineering, construction, architecture, master planning business. Shout out to my buddy, Adam Strait, who was on the, on the podcast uh, as a veteran highlight. He was the former VP of facilities uh, or events at the Georgia Dome. He was the project executive uh, for the Georgia World Congress Center when they were building Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He's currently the COO of the New Orleans Convention Center. Uh, so I just being friends with him for so long, watching what goes into these events, watching the you know behind the scenes preparation and, and stress that goes into making sure these events go off. Phoenix was an unbelievable host. Uh, I, I don't love their stadium, but I, I think that you know across the board, I give I give that city and that that uh, stadium kudos for putting on an awesome event. All of the pre-security was smooth. Uh, getting out of there was a little chaotic as expected, but um, the event was just spectacular. Uh, so shout out to them. And uh, shout out to Kansas City fans, uh, probably the most civilized fan base we, we've ever encountered. Uh, I cannot say the same for the Eagles, although you know nothing crazy happened, but... When, when the NFC East gets together, it's, uh, it's not exactly civilized. Uh, but I think there was a lot of respect for both of those teams. So maybe that's just a ton of respect for, between the two teams. And maybe that's led by, you know, again, leadership lesson. Maybe that's led by uh, the Kelsey brothers. Last is fun. Sport is fun. Competition is fun. Focusing on competition and winning and the preparation that it takes to get there and and the excitement and camaraderie and enthusiasm for a team. And if you look at everything as fun uh, and try to, you know, we've talked about the get to versus got to mentality, winning and success are fun. And that brings me back to the, the poster on success, which under it says the predictable result of hard work, patience, sacrifice, and, and learning put into practice every day. Uh, so, that's the biggest thing I've been reflecting on is how do we make the day-to-day winning in, in our companies more like sport? Because that's the other part of 
sport that is so inspiring, so exciting is, you know, you, you get to see a scoreboard and you get to win. And Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts talked about this. They, they, they focus on winning every day. And what does winning every day mean? It means putting in the hard work. It means doing the details. It means staying in the present and doing what's on our plate today. So I'm, I'm reflecting on, you know, we've talked about scoreboards in our company for a while and, and we try to give everybody, you know, entrepreneurial operating system talks about everybody has a number. We try to do that. I'm trying to reflect on how we can, we can apply that inside of our business. And, and that's really what the big takeaways are. Uh, as I was thinking through this, I talked about, or I, I, I thought through what's going on now for Nick Sirianni in, in both the offensive and defensive coordinators uh, have been picked up in, uh, in head coaching positions. And you think about the story of Andy Reid came into Kansas City from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Nick Sirianni was on the staff there. Andy Reid had his guy. So Nick Sirianni was, was released uh, and went on to, to go coach at uh, the San Diego Chargers, Indianapolis Colts before coming to Philly. Andy Reid got to the Super Bowl. He went to three NFC Conference championships before making it to the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles in the early 2000s. He then went on, I, I think he was here 12 years. So let's say that it took him two years to get to the conference championship, six, six years to get to the Super Bowl. Then another six years of trying and not getting there. That's his 12-year career at Philly. Now he's at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I think since 2010. Let's call it 2010, 2012. It took him another six years there four to six years, uh, brought in Patrick Mahomes, finally put together a high caliber, high caliber team. And now he's been there three of the last five or six years, uh, one, two of the last five or six years. That's, you know, unbelievable success. Uh, where I'm going with this is the Eagles had to remove Andy to allow him to go be successful somewhere else. He took a bunch of lessons learned. Nick Sirianni didn't get his chance inside of Andy Reid's organization, went and found success and, and came to Philly and has, has shown tremendous success in the first two years. And then off of that story comes to, you know, Nick Sirianni's coaching tree, if you will, starts uh, with two of his coordinators going and getting head coaching jobs, Shane Steichen going to the Indianapolis Colts and um, Jonathan Gannon going to Arizona uh, Cardinals. So, an interesting leadership lesson learned in in just how you know organizations continue to grow, expand. Individuals have to be growing and expanding in order you know to keep moving forward. That creates new opportunities inside of those organizations. I just think that's a cool leader development analogy and and picture when you look at those coaching trees. And I think Andy Reid came from the Mike Holmgren coaching tree. Uh, so as, as we talk about a lot, uh, the ultimate test of a leader is not their performance, but the leaders that they're growing around them. So kudos to, to all of those coaches and, and uh, their, their success. Inspiring People and Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE verified, service disabled, veteran owned small business. At MCFA, our why is to inspire people and places through project leadership. 
We provide planning, strategy, program management, and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients. All right, so I think that's that's it. Again, highly encourage you to, uh, if you have the opportunity, go to the Super Bowl. And I think it's fun to to make the analogy between sports and and business, or sports and projects, and and coaching and leaders. I think it it gives you a unique perspective and a framework to kind of look down on your role in your organization, what your organization doing has me reflecting a lot. And one more thing, we are recruiting. Uh, we have a, we have an opening right now for a senior energy engineer in the state of New Jersey. Uh, by the time this is aired, hopefully that person has been filled, but maybe not. So get in touch with us. And I, I am looking for leaders on this team. Uh, so if who we are, what we talk about, what we do inspires you, touches you, you think that you know you might be able to to make an impact here as a leader. We're not always hiring, but we are always investing in in new leaders. So get in touch with us, stay in touch with us. You never know when the right person and the right opportunity, or or it's the right time to make that investment in a, in a new role here. Whether that's technical project work, project leadership, project management transportation infrastructure, our federal planning practice. We have we we are a growing business and and we are always looking for the next the next leaders to bring into our organization. So that's it. Uh till next time. Have a great week and a great weekend. Hey everybody. If you're enjoying this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and share this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor. Take a look at what jobs we have open. Contact us through our website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.